Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, searching for the missing football link. And also, we're putting on our interdimensional pants, boys, as we put together a transfer portal shopping list. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks as always to those making us their first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use our code locked on college for a first deposit match up to a hundred bucks at prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Daily fantasy sports made easy. With the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to see you again. And as we are here in the midst of an open week for Texas Tech football, that gives us time to ponder, well, many things. And still coming up this week, we will step away from the gridiron. We've actually got some uh, basketball conversation, pardon me, uh, to have here this week. And we're going to get to some bigger Big 12 stories as the week rolls on as well. Also going to hear from Red Raider head coach Joey McGuire coming up later on today, depending upon when you're listening to this, if it's Tuesday morning. And you got that coming up in a few hours. So hopefully some more clarity on so many different things that we might discuss here today, because we'll talk a lot of personnel. We'll talk a lot of roster. We've still got a fairly lengthy list to consider as far as health and wellness is concerned. And with an open week uh, here looming, hoping that can be impacted positively. We'll get to that coming up and also want to get to, well, put on your time traveling interdimensional pants, folks. Transfer portal, portal, portal considerations that will fit into this conversation i think chris because i want to kick it off in the realm of the missing link because i don't think there's any question that texas tech has not been able to put the pieces together as they intended to or hope to uh just yet coming into the season and that even felt like the case early on when you were rolling with qb1 when tyler shuck was was still a healthy guy even though i know that wasn't a very long period of time but Chris, to kick off our conversation here today, I wonder what comes to mind when you consider something like the missing link or the missing piece or what hasn't been there for Texas Tech to this point in the season to give them the season they hope to have. And by the way, I will allow uh, extended QB injury conversation if we just need to go straight (laughs) there. But other options are available as well, I think. Yeah, you know, I I think... um... I, th- that that's just top of the list for sure. I think, yeah, there's probably a, a list, but that, that, that has to lead it. And, and what's like, whether it be Tyler or Baron, you, you just haven't had a chance to be healthy and then work through those things. And like, you know, because Baron is just not all that experienced and yet, you know, he has, he certainly doesn't have any experience around here. Healthy. You know, you forget. I mean, we we've rarely seen him when he's been feeling good. Uh, because last year, I think it was in this late in the second quarter in Stillwater, and he he back in the pocket and he kind of came down and he landed on that D lineman and he kind of tweaked his ankle. And then from then on, he dealt with that high ankle sprain the rest of the season. Maybe during the bowl game when he was kind of a a, a bit player in, in that setting, maybe he was 
feeling a bit better at that point, but he really wasn't QB1 at that point. That was Shuck who won the MVP that day in that bowl game. And then this year against Morgan, you know, against in Morgantown, against West Virginia, he comes in and, you know, basically, you know, I think the first or second series, he gets flushed from the pocket and gets gets landed on, and then he's been dealing with a shoulder issue ever since. Th- that's, to me, the the greatest, like, I don't know, frustration, mystery, wish. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I just would love to see what kind of season you could put together if you could just have somebody that could put a full body of work together. But it's it's like, you know, somebody's out there wishing or uh, saying, no, this is not what you guys get, and you're going to deal with it, and you're going to deal with it repeatedly. But it's maddening to me. Yeah, you're making me think of uh, the, the classic Seinfeld episode when uh, I believe Franklin Delano Roosevelt and Kramer are having a wish contest, and one's chucking pennies, one plucking eyebrows. I don't know who's wishing against us, but somebody has got bigger wishes or more impactful wishes, I guess, than we do so far this season. I, I really feel like, Chris, if we're considering off-season conversation, what we thought, okay, was going to be in place or maybe hoped was going to be in place here or there, uh, we go back to those conversations and look to see what hasn't really shown up. It is, in large part, in my opinion, an offensively driven conversation. I thought coming into the year, your team would be taken by your defense as far as you're going to go for better or worse. I thought that'd be the most consistently reliable aspect of your team. Again, by the way, that's not like a new thing in 2023. Sort of been a recent theme going back uh, to some Matt Wells years. I think that's still sort of been the case, but I was really believing at that time, okay, if you're going to do something beyond expectations, say win like a ninth game in the regular season or be relevant in November, as you've alluded to, what has to happen offensively? And to me, I went to the offensive line and maybe I foolishly bought into some things there. I wasn't really thinking, wow, the wide receivers are going to be much different than they were a year ago. Your running backs there was no way they were going to be better than they were a year ago. Sir Roderick Thompson, Taj Brooks, great two-headed monster. It's Taj Brooks and the Funky Bunch now you're trying to figure out. I don't think there's any way to feel like, yeah, that was going to project in a different direction. But the offensive line, like whether or not you buy into it, I guess was up to each and every one of us, but maybe I bought into it too much. Really thought, okay, if you're going to do something that is above board, so to speak, or above expectation, that group is going to take a huge step forward. And if I just wanted, for the sake of conversation, to put the QB aside or the QB injuries aside, I think I'd probably go there, Chris, and say that they have not taken that step that I hoped for and that that we talked about so much this offseason. What do you think about that particular aspect? I mean, I I agree. I think that that we all thought, myself included, I know you said the same thing, your old line would be a bit better. And, And what happened was, is like you mentioned, Early on in the season, even when QB won, because I think that O-line group just started out and it wasn't. But I do think they have gotten a bit better at certain things. But then you lose a piece there. And and I just, you know, and I think that you're, you, you've started to run the ball a bit. And, and I just think that can only take you so far. I mean, you know, because what, what is what is missing? I, I go back to early on in the season. First, today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. And these days, every new hire can feel like a huge gamble. And when we're talking about your business or livelihood, that's not ideal. But never fear, LinkedIn Jobs is here to help by finding the best qualified candidates available fast and for free, all on one easy-to-use and secure platform. 
With simple but specific targeting tools allowing you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to consider. They go beyond just resume data by using insights from your job post, your company, and their 870 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates faster than anyone else. So go to linkedin.com slash locked on college today to identify the most qualified candidates and connect with them fast and for free. Just like a bad hire could sink your ship, the right hire could take your business to new heights this year. And it's no coincidence that small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So post your job for free today at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. It's so easy. Even a big 12 ref could do it. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free today with LinkedIn jobs. Terms and conditions apply. What is missing? I, I go back to early on in the season. You miss juice on offense. You, mm. you just – this is very hard for you. Like, you don't have anybody even, – even as good as Taj is, it's just a bit of a grind. Um, you know, it's it's like at times you catch somebody like Xavier White that makes it look uh, – gets behind the defense. You read that. He's off to the races. But – those plays have been rare. Um, I, I also yes. say that <clears throat> as much has been made about the turnovers on offense, and understandably so, you can't turn it over four times against Oregon, three times against Kansas State, and, and then five times against BYU and expect to win these games. However, do you know how many takeaways mm. you have in those said games? How many? Zero. Chris? Oh, you, you, zero. In those three games in particular, and so I, I, I do I do think the defense has failed you at some level just yeah. because where are the plays they have made to alter the game or that they have, you know, turned the game or because, you, you know, and then that's and again, I, I don't it's just a collective. It's just been, I think, average. And because, yeah. I mean, I, I think Tony and Jalen and guys like Rabbit, I think they have emptied their bucket. I think they've given you about all that they could. Um you know, I don't know if your your returning corners have been as good as we would have thought. Malik Dunlap had that one stretch, uh, but you know, I, I I think there's lots of unfortunately lots of some issues. And and you know what's funny is one of the scariest things for me coming into the season. And I told you this was was like your field goal kicker being unproven compared to how it was last year, but that hasn't really played a part uh, in 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 the last. Six weeks. I mean, I don't know if he's missed a, a kick since the Oregon game. Uh, I may be wrong on that, but I think I'm I'm close. Um, so anyway, but I, hey, I just, just think wait, that, man. Just wait. There's still a lot of football left to be played <laughs> and new ways to be hurt, my friend. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. We really didn't. Well, these last couple of weeks hadn't been close enough to to be in a situation where that would be uh, a big spot necessarily. But yeah, when you're three and five. Uh, there's a long list to choose from, right, of things that maybe haven't been what you hoped they would be. Would love to hear from you in the YouTube comments, your answer to that question. Chris, let's pivot a little bit, but it's somewhat in a similar conversation because it ties into all this, that being the injury list. I know we're going to get some more clarification, or at least I hope we will, from Red Raider head coach Joey McGuire when he visits with the media coming up later today, today being Tuesday. But I really wonder about significant injury impact let's put the qb conversation aside for this one really because i go beyond that and i think man where has it really cost you the most unfortunately again there are some options to choose from here but 
I think I might just take the easiest and the first option, Chris. I don't know if you'd agree or disagree, but I may go straight back to your linebacker position. Even with as encouraged as I've been by what we've seen from Ben Roberts and some of the things you've had to rely on with Jacob Rodriguez not in the picture, you know, the fact that that picture positional group-wise was so skewed so quickly into the season, uh, maybe I'm undervaluing the impact that that's had so far. But if we were talking about significant injury impact beyond the QB, I think I'd go there. Would you see it that way or what comes to mind for you? I mean, <clears throat> I think uh, I think that losing Jacob Rodriguez when you did, it was it hurt bad. Yeah. Um, but I do think you have been able to salvage because, I mean, all of a sudden now you look up at the time you thought, oh, no, this is this is a blow. <laughs> yeah. But I think we didn't know what we didn't know about Ben Roberts at the time. You know, and now I, I would say, you know, while he hasn't, he's just been steady. He's been just just consistent. Uh, I don't know. He flashed a few times early, and now I think you know it's 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 rough, you know, in this league. Uh, but I do think now all of a sudden you look at the depth at that position because of Ben Roberts' emergence, and I think you feel like when Jacob does come back, which it should be against TCU. You feel like, uh, you know, and, and you had moved Bryce Ramirez over to that position. Maybe you don't have to keep him there. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I think it allows – Jacob coming back allows you to go ahead and say, hey, Mike Dingle, you've played in your four games. We're going to we're gonna redshirt you, man. So uh, we appreciate mm -hmm. it. And plus he had a – he kind of had a, a, a an issue with a, I don't know, neck or shoulder or something that happened in Waco – that he hasn't come back from, so he didn't play against BYU. But, uh, yeah, you're on the cusp of getting – and I, I just – you knew what my thoughts were. I have a very high opinion of Jacob Rodriguez. And, and again, how healthy is he at this point? I mean, like, is he good enough to be full go? I, I, I'm, I'm not going to go that route yet because I think that he's going to need time to work his way in because there was some talk about, hey, man, should we just sit him out for the remainder and, like, go ahead and redshirt him? But – yeah. That's not the plan. I don't think that's the player's plan. I don't think that's the the coach's plan. I mean, he's he's rolling when he's ready, and I think he's ready next. And is that I mean, urgency related or? I I just think he's he brings a lot to the defense. Uh, I think he wants to play. Uh, I think that they're just not with, with some kids. It makes sense on the redshirt thing, and other kids it just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense to redshirt him. He's ready to go right now and play. Gotcha. Yeah. And and with Mike Dingle, I, I could see, okay, yeah, we, we don't necessarily need him. And so he got it all in front of him. Let, let's like it just that, that that one doesn't make sense to me. Um, and he's shown some good things. He's shown some absolutely flashes this he year. Has, I'll be he excited could, to see him again. <laughs> well, he that's what we need to call him as Flash. Uh, you know, he needs to have some sort of uh, twitchy nickname or whatever. But uh, you know, and 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 I obviously the Mason Tharp. You know, uh, injury has played a huge role, Cowan, because yeah. you, you've done different things with your personnel groups and being able to run the ball and all these things. Because you go from, you know, Mason and Baylor and Jaden York and and, all, and Henry Teeter to, to basically the uh, I guess BYU. It was basically the Baylor Cup and then Henry Teeter. You know, uh, because Jaden York had been ejected, uh, Mason Tharp has been missing for the last several weeks. And keep in mind, Baylor Cup playing through an injury. Uh, he's got a shoulder issue. Uh, you know, Jaden York is is a walk-on, gr great kid. He didn't spit on anybody. Uh, number 92 for BYU. 
I'm glad you brought you, that man. up, man. I got you, man. Yeah. Hey, 92. Hey, I, I see you, man, with the gamesmanship and so the referee. Are we refuting this as a program? Like, is that really? I don't uh, know if they're going to get into that. Uh, I, but sure, I do know sure. That, I do know that he, uh, 92, headbutts Miles Price, playing his day on the on the sideline after Miles was on the BYU sideline and a BYU staffer's like, hey, man, you all right? And kind of sending him back yeah. out on the field. And 92, Tyler Batty just walks up and goes, Boom! No flag, no nothing, and and Jaden York, at least, told his coaches. I told him to quit bleeping headbutting people, but I didn't spit on anybody. And the I think the video shows it. There's no reaction. Anyway, we we could spend a whole time. Sorry, but, I didn't mean to sidetrack you there. It's but. frustrating. It's oh, frustrating, and it's not like Jaden York was some key piece or the missing link uh, yeah. to, to a win or a loss, but it just kind of was a tone set. And all that. Bottom line is, your tight end position is not near yeah. as, uh, you know, uh, deep as people people would think. Which we'll get into the the portal conversation a little bit because there may be some tight end conversation in that ah. portal conversation. Well, I'm a little surprised. I don't think, unless I just missed it slip by, uh, I haven't heard the name Tyler Owens from you yet because this is one of the anticipated guys of the off season and kind of in and out. I don't know how healthy he's ever been this year. Yep, and he he missed uh, he missed some time during. I mean, he was rotating during the game because he's not he's not a hundred percent. And and this is just going to be one of these kids that um, it's like oh what could you know what could have been kind of deal. Because um, I mean, I think we saw him at his best when he played Ole Miss last year. He was all over the place, and. I think he's had his moments this year, but he's been, but like in that game Saturday, you, you, you know, Cameron Valdez didn't finish the game. Uh, I think Brendan Jordan, who ironic, ironically enough, excuse me, excuse me, Jordan Sanford. I'm going to do that for the end of time. Brendan Jordan, Jordan Sanford. There's also <laughs> two uh, freshman receivers, TJ West and DJ Crest. That's going <laughs> to jack me up. So just just be ready, man. Get some early reps in for that. I mean, yeah. But uh, it, it was, uh, it was I believe, Jordan Sanford that got dinged up and did not finish the game uh, also. And, and he's playing the same position, I believe, as uh, as as Tyler Owens. So yeah. it's just part of it, man. Sure. Everybody gets dinged up. But, yeah, it's uh, you, you've dealt with your fair share. And – it's just uh, so I think part of it is like you never really got to see the team that you had hoped for, uh, but this is the way the sport works, man. You got to have depth and you got to be able to adapt and thrive and with whatever whoever's available. But it's just tough when you're your third string quarterback and you're you've got a middle interior linebacker kind of learning on the fly and and some and, and then tight ends when you want to try to run it more now, not less. And like you yep. know that's part of the the deal is like you kind of load up with some of your big people and you hadn't had one of your best blockers in there. Yeah. I, I'm thinking next man up. I'm thinking yeah. about that old barbecue radio commercial next in line. <laughs> Just come on down, buddy. It's Rod Roddy. Welcoming you to the price is right. Uh, let's now wrap up the conversation, Chris, with the words you mentioned a moment ago, portal transfer portal uh, window will be opening. What a little over a month, I guess from now is December one, the day. I think you're, I think you're basically right at like five weeks from now. Gotcha. Yes. So I, I'm really curious, just in a broad way, you know, kind of priorities or objectives they had set within this portal conversation, you know, coming into the year, what they knew the roster was was going to be losing or whatever, and then maybe how much that has impacted actually by either injury or just the way you've played this year. Like, how much does this, this uh, I guess, objective list kind of evolve through the year? 
you know, and there, there's different schools of thoughts on, on how to build a roster. I, I think Joey's trying to, and it's hard for people to, because when you look at full classes of high school kids, it, it, it is fun and you're getting really good athletes committed to you. However, the reality is, is that though most high school players, they're going to need a year or three before they can legitimately like help you. Yeah, Micah Hudson may be different, but the bulk of your class, <clears throat> they need time in the weight room just to grow up, to learn where the English building is, all those different things. And and so it's tricky, and, and, and it requires a, a bit of patience, uh, which, you know, it's extremely difficult to be patient about anything on a Saturday afternoon. I get it. And so you will always, I think, with him, with Joey anyway, because uh, I think the criticism with with, with Matt, and I thought they brought in some really good players, but the criticism was that they're going too heavily into the portal. But they had pressure to win and win right now. And there's some prices that you're paying for that right now because there's some – now you're having to fill some of these spots. And so I do think you'll supplement your roster uh, like last year with, with portal guys. There'll be a handful of them. Let's go down the list real fast. Yeah. First, today's episode brought to you by – Prize picks, the most exciting way to test your skills and play daily fantasy sports, and a great way to add juice to any game, anytime. And if you've got the game, you can turn 10 bucks into 250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and a giant selection of players, projections, and stat categories are just part of what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use our code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, right now, prize picks is going to match your first deposit up to $100 with the promo code locked on college at prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Let's go down the list real fast. Yeah. I, I do think, um, I, I just would be shocked if you're if you're never in the business of adding a quality big person via the portal. I, I think you'll actually add a couple of offensive linemen via the portal if you can find the right ones. I think you'll uh, add an interior defensive lineman to replace Tony and Jalen uh, when, whenever they uh, whenever they play their last game this season. Uh, just just because it's you can I, I think they love their their younger off, or offensive linemen and defensive. Uh, tackles and whatnot, but they're they're also it's like a difference between between being two sixty five, two seventy, and being like three fifteen, you know, yeah. as far as the weight and just getting pushed around and just that that maturity and that time in the weight room and like you need to go to the group of five, let, go go find somewhere that that somebody from Texas that went off and wants to come back. So anyway, so a couple of O linemen, I think a D tackle, uh, I think you'll you'll take a couple of tight ends, uh, I really do, because look at your mm. tight end position. I mean, Baylor is – I think this is it for him. Uh, Mason has missed some time, and I just don't know how long this will continue. You know, and he may – you know, I think he can come back for a year, but even then, I still think you need – you know, you need more size and and all those things. And, like, I think you've got a kid named Trey Jackson committed. He weighs 210 pounds. He's not – I mean, he's not ready to be, like, a a full-fledged, like, tied in with all that that's uh, required to do. And then running back, Cowan is a question. Taj Brooks can come back for another year. I I just really highly doubt that he would 
would do that just based on the way running backs are, are treated in the NFL and he's going to eclipse a thousand yards. Yeah. His stock will never be higher. I don't think college wise. I, I think you nailed it. And, and I just, he, there's only, it's all about tread on those tires and there's only so much. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I could be wrong. I mean, there may be, they, they can do something and he'd be like, man, I really just want to, I want my one more year here. I don't know. I, I just, but odds are, I think. And so if that's the case, I think you do go find a, an older, more physically matured running back that can handle a lot of the things that you ask them to do, running in between the tackles, pick up the blitz, all these different things. Because as we've seen, Cameron Valdez, he just, he's not big enough to hold up right now. You know, he gets dinged yeah. up. I mean, it's a groin or it's his ankle or, you know, and I just don't know if they're ready to trot Bryson Donnell or, or one of those, maybe Anquan Willis, maybe Cameron Dickey would be ready. But anyway, uh, I think you go. And then lastly, I'll finish up with, I think you go find a corner. Uh, it doesn't have to be an old guy or anything. I think they just want a good one. But, you know, A.J. McCarty and Braylon Lux would be your, your two guys that I think could be locked in at, at corner. But I think you'll go find another guy that can really cover people uh, you know, so but anyway, that's kind of so. What what do we just say? Two, three, four, five, six, maybe maybe seven. So I and that that doesn't even consider who may depart your program that maybe isn't unexpected. Indeed, indeed. I'm glad you mentioned that because I really wanted to ask you about that before we get out of here. Uh, there's still football left to be played. We don't know how the season will finish or what the off season will feel like. It's been a frustrating one so far, and I'm sure that could lead to some disgruntlement. But I wonder if that's kind of overblown, kind of like the thought of, well, a recruit comes to watch a game, they lose the game. Does that matter to the recruit? We had that conversation a few months ago. I, I wonder, because you know, I mean, you see it on RedRaiderSports.com or elsewhere. You hear from fans just like I do. When things go bad, they're like, oh, well, uh, kiss goodbye to this guy and we're going to lose half of the roster and blah, blah, blah. Is that overstated or are you really trying to hold it together if you don't have the season you want to have? Yeah, I, I think the results on the field mostly are understated. It doesn't mean that it doesn't affect. Understated? Well, no, I, I don't. In other words, I don't think like a kid. I don't think a kid is like looking at it going that, that was committed. Michael Hudson, for example, he doesn't look at it and go, they're three and five, man. I'm out. I'm not doing that. No, that that's just not the truth. I think. I think most kids look at situations, and again, it's all about how you recruit them. But I think, I think like this particular class is like we want to be a part of the group that turns this thing around and that that pushes through, yeah. and and collectively get you to a a conference championship and and things like that. So that's how they view it. They almost view that as a positive that there may be some struggles. Not that they're sitting there rooting for this. Uh, sure. team to lose or anything like that but I think they just ultimately want to be a part of the group that helps push through and so uh I I, I think I'm answering what what you asked you know yeah. uh, but the the portal thing is going to go two ways because there's going to be some some guys that I think that you know the 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 staff or the team would be like man it just isn't working here you, you're not you know you're just not going to play you're being passed up we've recruited over you, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And some guys may go, Hey man, I get it. Or I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm just going to stay. I mean, there's all kinds of dynamics there, but then there's going to be some players that go, man, I just, I've graduated. I, I want to go be featured somewhere. I want to go, I want to go play elsewhere. So there, sure. you're going to lose some guys too. This is just part of it. Um, 
Philip Liddy. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, you, you lost the, the DB to Indiana last year. His name escapes me uh, right now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you, uh, Kobe minor, sorry. Um, yeah, Kobe minor was his name, I believe. Uh, so you, you, you lost a couple of key guys and, and, and again, others too, there was some offensive linemen that kind of departed. There was, you know, but this is going to be, be what you can expect now. Yeah. And I just think you have to be careful about leaning on the portal too much because it's in general, it's largely watered down. Everybody's tapping into this deal. Sure. The best ones are. We knew you before. We know who you are. I know what you're about. Yeah, I, I hear you. You want to come back home? Cool. Let's do it. Because most cases, there's reasons why guys get in in the portal for whatever that may be. And sure. rarely, I think the Brandon Luxes and the CJ Baskerville like types, like recent examples, they've been great. Uh, Baskerville just wanted to get back closer to home. He grew up in the Metroplex and in Houston, ironically enough. And so. Um, anyway, I, I think he's been, yeah. but he's just had a hard time staying healthy. I mean, just like once upon a time, the Juco pond was, could be an enticing, but dangerous <laughs> pond to fish in. This is the same way. And it may be even a little bit more dangerous because I think it's even more enticing because they've already been on this level in some cases or a part of the program, but Oh, it's like yeah. you said, they're there for a reason. Uh, you have really got to do your homework. And like you also said, you're saying a lot of really smart things today. Uh, like you also <laughs> said. Finding that balance uh, between going to the prep level and the high school ranks and trying to dip into there uh, is what you got to strike. Everybody's trying to do it. Uh, Chris, appreciate <laughs> your time. As always, man, enjoyed it, and uh, we'll do it again on the other side. Keep hope alive, people. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. And subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. For Chris, I'm Casey, and we'll see you for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech. <laughs>